you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals, then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, we speak to my bestest friend in the entire world, Kyle Anthony. Kyle's a professional dancer who's currently in Bat Out of Hell, the musical. He's been in Wicked, because he is wicked. We talk about his experiences on both of those jobs and the difference between being in the West End and touring the world and what he prefers. We also reminisce on some funny childhood stories and we talk about college and how he became a dancer. Here is my bestest friend in the entire world, Kyle Anthony. Enjoy! And we're in. What's up, motherfucker? Yo, what's up? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, love like, it. <laughs> it's like It's like it turns on and you're like, oh my God, do we speak different? Do we speak the same? Just be normal, isn't it? Yeah, so... As normal as you can. For those listening, I've got uh, my best friend in the entire world, Kyle, with me. Um, if you know me, you'll know Kyle. We kind of come as a, a package. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, so how are you, bro? Yeah, bro, I'm good. I'm tired. Tired? You had yeah. a show last night? I did, yeah. How was your show? It was all right. We've got a, a few swings on and a lot's changing up and, uh, you know, people having to do different things and jump around, boys being girls, girls being boys. So I'm part, I've been partnering a boy instead of a girl recently. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. That's all right. Switches it up. 2018. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We support it. <laughs> um, so Kyle's currently doing Bat Out of Hell, the musical. That's what it's uh, called, right? Yeah, I am indeed, yeah. Or is it called Bat the Musical? Bat Out of Hell. So based on... Uh, Meatloaf's albums. Um, basically, yeah, it's just, it's a kind of like a vague story of Peter Pan, yeah. uh, Boy Loves Girl. And it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet as well, because uh, you've got the, the father with the girl, don't like the boy. Yeah. So there's like all the controversy and all that stuff, but yeah, it's quite a basic storyline. It's just an epic show. I mean, I'm not going to lie, when I watched it, I didn't follow the storyline at all. Yeah, not many people do. It's, it's vague. I'm like, just so really engrossed vague. in the set and yeah. the singers and the choreography yeah. and stuff. There's so much going on that the storyline was kind of irrelevant to me. Yeah, like the lights and the voices and the the fire and the, the smoke and everything. Like it, it's, it's more of a spectacle as opposed to sit down and follow a story no definitely and i'm not just saying it because you're my best friend but it is the best musical i've ever seen oh it's it's a lot of fun man. like it's, my, it's, it's, it's my real different yeah it's not like your cheesy broadway yeah like it's quite um what's the word out there it's, yeah it's not very pg <laughs> no not you know at all. i mean yeah. <laughs> it's rated 15 and uh we've also got joey with us our well, Carl's new pet dog, <laughs> so you can hear him running around. We were going to lock him out, but we thought it was cruel. Nah, you'll bark anyway, so yeah. it'll be too loud. So you'll get a He's nice right. introduction to Joey. You can check him out on Carl's Instagram. <laughs> can indeed. <laughs> he might have his own Instagram account soon, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> how, is, how long have you been doing Bat now? Uh, we opened in March this year, so what's that, like nearly oh. six months? Wow. Five, six months. Already? Yeah. Time flies, yeah. Yeah, man. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's good. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's 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 like anything, you know, the, the more you're doing it over and over and over, it gets harder, it becomes work and it becomes tiring and you become fatigued and and all of that stuff. But it's the same as like a performer's life, you know, once you're on stage and you're doing it and you're there and the audience are loving it and you're engaged like from both ends and, yeah. and you're sharing the stage with like all these other people who feel the same thing. Like, it's so great. Don't you feel like 
Like, they'll obviously, like you nailed it, the longer you do something, it begins to feel like a job. Like, the honeymoon stage kind of fizzling out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, like, as part of the show, the excitement is kind of disappearing. <clears throat> but, like, for me, I'm always like, before the show, I can't be bothered. The opening number happens, I'm still not that bothered. I'm halfway through the first half, I'm loving it. Yeah. Interval happens, don't want to go back on stage. Yeah. Go back on stage, loving it. Yeah. It's just that thing, and it? it's like, uh, you, you just turn it on. Yeah, and the energy from the audience always like yeah. gets you going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What's your favorite part that you do in in bat? Uh, there's a number called objects. So mm -hmm. uh, it's a scene where um, so there's there's like a separation. It's the lost, who uh, essentially like if you relate it to Peter Pan, it's like the lost boys. Yeah. So like I'm part of the lost. Uh, the lost boy. And then we've been captured by. Uh, a guy called Falco and his militia army. Hook. Uh, he was essentially <laughs> Hook, yeah. Um, and we've been locked up in, in his, like, he's got like a dungeon, it's like a torture chamber. Yeah. So we've been locked up there for like a few months on end or whatever. And we've got like a few of our lead characters, Ledoux, Blake, and Jaguar, like they're all getting tortured, they're all getting beaten up, electrocuted, like drowned underwater and like just stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there's, there's a moment where uh, a few of the lost are broken into Falco Tower and they free us because uh, Falco's wife essentially helps helps out the lost. Like yeah. She's had enough, she helps the lost. Um, so we all get freed from this cage and there's just like, there's a, a number that we do after that. It's only short, like it's about four or five, couple of eights. Mm. Um, but it's just like that, like a real expressive, like hit the moves and just do it, let everything out kind of number. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. That's, that's my favourite That's your favourite bit of yeah. um, What was the rehearsal process like? Uh, rehearsal for me was actually quite tough. Like, I, I was quite surprised. I remember you coming home being yeah. tired. Yeah. Uh, not even that. Like, I, I put myself... Obviously, like, to do musical theatre, you, you aim to be triple threats. You, you're singer, dancer, actor. Mm -hmm. I would always put myself as a dancer first. Yeah. And... That was possibly the most challenging part of this show for me was learning the choreography. Yeah. Because for some weird reason, like it just would not stay in my head. It was a style that I was just really unfamiliar with. Mm -hmm. um, just didn't fit my body. Yeah. Lots of angles and and like weird direction changes and just stuff that I wasn't used to doing. And uh, yeah, I really struggled to get that in my head. But. Um, I mean, it was it was still a great process. I just, yeah, it was it was tough in the sense. Do you feel like, like you learned a lot from it? Yeah, especially in like how I can move. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. But I remember watching the show and thinking, like, visually, it's phenomenal. But I remember thinking, oh my god, my body would hate doing that. Yeah, like that's not how my body would move. And but also to look at like, it looks like that. No, no. But once, once, if you start, but when, think, once you start doing it, you think, oh yeah, I, I can manipulate this to my body. It I does fit my body. If you understand dance, it looks like that. For, yeah. a, for the general public, they're not yeah. going to look at it and be like, that looks uncomfortable, that section. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. But for us, I'm like, oh my God, why would that weight transfer happen? Yeah, exactly. And um, that's kind of how I felt as well. Like, I, I don't want to transfer that way. I don't want to move that arm. I, I don't want to put my head that way with my legs going this way. Like, yeah, just isn't it amazing? Like, whoever created that, did Michael create that, or is it the original choreographer? The original choreographer, and her name has actually just left my mind. That's all right. 
Yeah, I literally can't remember her name. But, but, um, but like, to them, that's probably so natural. Yeah. Isn't and it weird how our bodies are, like, we just move differently and some things feel great for one person and so awkward for the next. Yeah, uh, but also, like, speaking to the guys who did... So the, the previous to Bat being in London, it went on tour um, and he went out to Toronto and he mm. did the London Coliseum and uh, a few different places just to sort of like test the water with the show. Yeah. And uh, the guys who were part of the creation of the show, um, who worked with the original choreographer, they said if, if you were taught from her, it kind of made sense. Yeah. The way you were moving and the reason you were moving like that. Yeah. Um, but I think... It's that thing that you know. If you're learning choreography from well, someone else, you, you're not getting you're not getting the yes, depth of why well, they secondhand did it. choreography. Yeah, you know I mean, it's passed down. It's like yeah. I choreograph at Potter's, um, and when I go back and watch it, and it's like two casts later. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't make that. Yeah, like it's the same, but all the details and intentions are different, and yeah, that's exactly. not through anyone's fault. It's just through. You know, someone else teaching. Yeah, of course. And, it, and it's and not, not your, it's not your body teaching it. It's and not understanding it. Yeah. yeah, completely. What's uh, the hardest <laughs> number in your show? Um, there's some that they well, they they're all hard for they're different reasons. Hard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no one number that I looked at. And went, this one oh, that looks easy. Yeah, there's one called frying pan, um, which is just full out. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a lot of choreography whilst singing at the same time. Like. Yeah. Pretty much every word has a movement. Um, but then there's other numbers which are... Like, they're, diff- they're hard in a different sense. Like, there's a, well, there's a scene, for instance, where uh, something bad happens to one of the characters. I won't say too much, obviously, yeah. for people to go and watch the show. Something bad happens to one of the characters. And that scene is difficult in a sense of switching your emotions. Yeah. Because uh, we've just been partying, we've just been celebrating, like, and sort of, like, a, uh, how do you describe it? For those who've seen uh, uh, West Side Story, mm-hmm. the the scene in the disc, the, the dance, mm-hmm. the, the guys are dancing with the girls, it's kind of a, a scene similar to that. Yeah. Um, which is like a big party vibe. The boys are checking out the girls, the girls are checking out the boys, the boys and girls dance together and they have a big party and yeah, yeah. and they love life. And then straight after that, it's a complete switch of energy and something bad happens in the show and then and you've got to switch from being there, like happy, happy loving life to, oh my God, I can't believe that's just happened. And you, you just got to dig up sort of like an emotion that... Yeah, it's where acting comes yeah. in. Yeah. You know, it's where you become the acting part of the triple threat yeah. as opposed to just the dancing. And some, some days, you know, some days you, you're straight on it and you can get in and then other days it's just a bit like, oh, I'm struggling to get across today that I'm really upset right now. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, physically, yeah, I would say frying pan. But then emotionally, there's a scene after a number called Dead Ringer. And that's, you've got to commit to it. And that's, you just, you just commit or it's just... Sometimes does everything feel real? Yeah, sometimes you, you really like get caught up in, in what's going on on stage. Yeah. And uh, you find yourself like really, really listening to the words of another character. Mm-hmm. And um, you also know when they're in it as well. Cause when they're in it, the word, they, it comes out different. Mm-hmm. You can sort of hear like the fear in someone's voice. If, if like they're scared of like what's about to happen or like, the joy even, do you know what I mean? But when they're in it, 
you're in it yeah, yeah and you believe what they're saying and then you get caught up in what they're saying and then it helps yeah it helps everything around you sort of be real yeah and you sort of like all of a sudden you're like oh my god it's not real i'm on stage it's fine <laughs> this sounds silly maybe it doesn't when you're on stage do you feel like you're still kyle or do you be someone else do you be in because obviously it's such a like even though you're you're ensemble you're still a character you're still not kyle <laughs> yeah does that no. make sense do yeah, you feel mean. do you try and be something else or do you just be yourself within the same scenario like when i'm I guess it's different because when I dance or I dance for an artist or I'm doing the Dream Boys or whatever I'm doing, I just try and be me. Joey's trying to get on the microphone a little shit. <laughs> get down, man. Um, like, I still be me because yeah. I was hired to to play me. Do you know what I mean? But you're hired as you to play someone else. So do you be you or do you be someone else? No, I get what you mean. Um, obviously, it's me doing it, so there are elements of me. But I... I wouldn't put myself out as a super confident person. Like I'm quite, I think I'm quite a shy person. And to, for me to do the best I can do on stage, I have to be someone else. Yeah. It's almost like uh, I put up like a, yeah, if I put on another face, I put on the character. Like my uh -huh. character's name is Night Ollie. Uh -huh. When I'm on stage, I'm not me. I'm I'm that character. Yeah. And. Uh, He's. I play him like he's a sort of a, a big I am. He, he, he's like the butch guy. Yeah. You know, confident. You know, if a fight goes on, he's straight there. Yeah. If uh, if there's girls around, he's straight there. Like if if there's something like he. <laughs> You've got elements of this character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Element. But that's why I say like parts of it are me. Yeah. But then, also parts of it are like really heightened. Yeah. Because you you've got to as much as you like, you, you can't see emotion from, I mean, 20, 30 rows back in a, in a theater. So yeah. you need to see the physical side of it. Yeah. So you like, you, you, I broaden my own physicality. I'd be bigger than I am. I like Night Ollie as a mm -hmm. character is bigger than I am. He is, he's more, he's a louder character than I am. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess, yeah, I'm, I play someone else. I remember doing X Factor Friends and we had to do um, this really, 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 really camp number. And I already feel comfortable doing anything remotely camp in a serious manner. Like I can do it taking the piss in a show and yeah. I'll feel comfortable because I'm like, I'm making people laugh. Yeah. But if I've got to make people believe it, for me, that's a struggle. I remember doing it, we had to wear corsets and everything. And I just felt so like not in control of my body. I felt so uncomfortable. And I remember Emo Walsh saying to me, pretend to think think how Cisco would do it. And I literally remember going on the live show being like, be Cisco, be Cisco, be yeah. Cisco. And the fact that I channeled someone else and I was like, right, be this person. Mm. I, I felt like it was easier. And even when I look back, I go, oh, I actually did all right. <laughs> but it's also that thing, um, when you're on stage and you're doing something, something like that, something that's not you, like if, for instance, I have to dance with a guy like not not just for if they're on for a girl's track like i have to dance with a guy anyway yeah um there's a one of the numbers i dance with one of the uh sub leads called blake mm -hmm. um blake <laughs> blake <laughs> that's a good name, I like so the name blake. it just depends how you play it like we don't play at camp mm. we don't play a gay um we're not we're not playing it as though we're in a couple like it's kind of like an asexual kind of vibe anyway yeah um 
but like that's that's not me. Like if I had if I was given the choice, if someone said do you want to dance with a boy or a girl, I'd say oh I'll dance with a girl. Yeah. Just because I would feel more comfortable as yeah. myself, but I have to dance with a guy, so I embrace it. Yeah, and you try and and, and it's actually is a lot of fun. You know, we we have a good a good laugh on stage, and when uh, the swings come on for that track, like it's completely different. So then you find a new vibe, and uh, yeah, but like I mean, I'm a straight guy, so yeah. doing something like that, I mean, it's I'm being the character. Yeah, yeah. I mean? and so I, it help it helps me it helps me do that that scene easier by being the character yeah because I can take myself away and and put Night Ollie in yeah sorry I'm laughing at Joey he's like someone give me some fucking attention Joey say hello there you go you can all hear him panting that's Kyle's now giving him some attention he's happy get down man you're not, um, you're not coming on my lap isn't it funny like no. like now we're older like we're both 28 yeah but obviously, we've known each other since we were 14. We've been best friends. So long, for those who don't long, know, long we've time. been best friends since we were 14 and literally inseparable since then. Like, people used to be like, oh, you're dancers, you're gay, da-da-da, da-da-da. And we were always a bit like, yeah, whatever, fuck you. Because I guess we kind of had each other. It made it easier, like, because we, we didn't get abused as individuals. Yeah. <laughs> we got abused as a pair. And when you and your best friend are interested in the same thing, but... Like, when you're younger, if someone said to you, oh, you have to do a, a dance with a guy on stage every night for the next two years. <laughs> you have to do a dance with... Sorry, Joey's getting excited, peeps. You have to do a dance with a guy on stage for the next two years. You'd be like, no. Yeah. Like, in this... Well, uh, again, though, because obviously we've come up for it together. I think that if I was younger, I'd be like, yeah, me and Kane, I'll do it. Mm. Because we know, oh, yeah, we can do that as bros. Yeah. But if it was just with some a random, was a random dude, uh, yeah, you'd be yeah. like, not a chance. And yeah, now you're like, yeah, I can do young, that. young, naive. And, oh, completely. Yeah. All right, then. So take it away from us that it's not us and pretend that it's a, a guy who's a builder across the street or a man that works in Tesco's or B&Q and say to them, you have to dance with another guy for the next 10 minutes. They'd be like, fuck off, mate. I'm not doing that. That's well yeah. gay. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny how you just you switch into a character or things become so normal to you yeah. in this career that is so unnormal for the outside world. Yeah. Well, even like, and taking it away from like uh, that kind of thing, previous to doing uh, Bat, I was doing Wicked, mm -hmm. as you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I completely had to separate myself from being a human. Yeah. So uh, I had to embody, I played the role of Chistery in that. Um, Which is the, the, the monkey, monkey servant to Alphaba, the green witch. Um, and I, yeah, I had to completely separate myself from being a human. I had to find animal characteristics and run around on all fours and, and scream like an ape and, and, and move like an animal would do, like sharper, sharper instinct, sharper movements and not moving by a conversation, but moving by uh, instinct. Yeah. How, Which that was... You were very good at that, though. But again, I, th I think I just embodied it. Yeah. I mean, once I, I'm once I'm on stage, and I'm I'm in the costume, and that I mean, I had a mask on, so I, yeah, like, my face wasn't my you own. You don't feel as vulnerable. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't look like I didn't have my body. I had a full bodysuit on. I had yeah. wings coming out of my back, tail. and I had a tail. Yeah, I had, I had. I was I was dressed as an animal, so I just embodied 
the costume that I was wearing and it helped me so much. Did they like workshop you on how to move like a monkey or did you yeah. research it? I, I researched myself as well. Um, we did workshop it, yeah, it was, uh, we were sort of thrown into it. It was a bit like, okay, so on this bit, you're gonna be a monkey, so uh, <laughs> go. <laughs> Literally it was. Sorry, yeah, that's, that was when really the, that's when the opening, um, I had to like run around and do some stuff and then uh, the the dance captain at the time, Sean Parkins, he said, so on this bit, you you, you scream like a monkey, you have a conversation between you guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you'll, you'll stand here, you'll turn, you'll look at the other two monkeys and you'll, and you'll talk to them as a monkey. I was like, right, okay. He's like, okay, so yeah, so go. And I was like, I'm, I'm standing in a room of, of a full cast of people. I have no idea who they are, really. Like, this is all new. Um, this is like my first job. And you've got to talk as a monkey. And I just got to scream in someone's face as an ape. Um, so I just did it. I was like, yeah, go for it. Did you giggle? Did you giggle? Like, oh, I giggled after. so much. I felt like an idiot. I felt like an absolute idiot. But, you know, it was, it was fun. But then once I'd done it, I'd done it. Yeah. Once you've been out of your comfort yeah. zone, you're like, oh, I've done it now. Yeah. Can't get worse than that. Yeah, exactly. And I could, it was one of those things I can only, I can only do that better now. I can only keep improving on how I converse with them as a monkey, how I have myself posturally as a monkey, yeah. how I stand up. Like, does an ape stand up fully? It sort of does, but it, it's got bent knees and it's got an arch to his back and it's got longer arms, so I need to drop my shoulders down and his head doesn't sit as upright as mine would it's kind of and you know their focus their eye line is a bit more down and they as a male ape yeah you you would you would never want to look weak yeah so you're constantly proud you need like a prouder stance and stick your chest out yeah basically and uh, and i watched um Planet i watched video no I, I watched i just searched on youtube like how how does an ape run and it just showed me like random videos and um yeah like it was weird like even like down to details of like when in, like how we would put our hands on the floor. Like apes tend to they tend to curl their fingers up so they're on their knuckles. Mm. Yeah, but like as as you just did then instinctively yeah. you'd go to like our knuckle knuckles. Yeah, but they would sit on so if you were like straighten your fingers out. Yeah, like on to your, the first what's that called? to the first crease of to the first your finger like, knuckle. Yeah, the first bendy knuckle. They would sit on that bit. Yeah, so I. Used, I used to like really go into detail of stuff like that. Like if I was sat, I would have my hands like you like this, you know. That, yeah. Um, yeah, and I just found like the more details that I put into it, the easier it was to be that character. And well, because you weren't guessing anymore. Yeah. You know, you research, yeah. so it was like, oh, I know that this is correct. And yeah. Then it probably feels less awkward because yeah, you're like I'm actually doing what's meant to be done. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's that thing like if you if you don't fully commit to something, you're gonna feel silly doing it. Yeah. Like if someone said to you, stand in a room and sing, and you sort of like half-assed sung, people are like, Meh. and you would feel silly because you're like, well, I did that half-assed. Yeah. Whereas if you were just like, well, I can sing, yeah. like, fuck it, I'm just gonna sing. Yeah. I'm gonna give you everything I can do. Yeah. And then at least I know I gave my all. Like if you don't like it, yeah, yeah. at least I know I gave my all. Yeah, so like, my, my then, part of the bargain. Then, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't feel silly, like you've committed to it, and, and you've got across. I wish I felt that way in college. Yeah, I know. Do you right. know what I mean? <laughs> at 28, I agree yeah. with you. At 17, I would have told you to fuck off. Yeah, commit to it. No, stand in the middle of the room, do plies and tondus on your own. Not Absolutely a chance. not. <laughs> I'm going to stand on the side and eat a pie. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you miss Wicked? 
Um, no. <laughs> no, I think I've done it. Yeah. I mean, I did three years of it. Yeah. And, and I, did... I got out of Wicked what I wanted to get out of it. Yeah, you did West End f- and tour. Yeah, I did two years in London. Um, I left for a little bit and then I re-auditioned and did the international tour, yeah. A second cup of Bach as well. What, what did you prefer, town or tour? Um, they're very, very different. Obviously town, you get into a rhythm. You, uh, so when we say town, I mean London. Um, in the West End. In the West End. Well, it's off West End. Um, like yeah, you get into a rhythm. You you know you you live in your own bed in your own flat. Mm-hmm. You eat whatever food you make. Um, you, you do the things in the day that you want to do before going to the same theatre. Yeah, on the same I journey. I guess that feels like, like a yeah. Some, nine sometimes to five yeah, it feels of. a bit of nine to five. It gets a little bit monotonous sometimes. You sort of have to have a chat with yourself and be like, Look, I'm in this great position. Like this is some so many people would like love to be where I am, and but. Again, it's that, you know, the honeymoon period, of, it, it just fizzles out and then yeah. you, you've got to re, reconnect with it. Yeah. But then tour was completely different in the sense of, like, I, I've had an urge to travel anyway um, and to go places like Singapore, Hong Kong, Manila, and mainland China. Yeah, it was... You got paid for that. I got paid for it. I got put up in five-star hotels everywhere I went. Um, like I ate random ass food. I, I visited beautiful, beautiful landscapes and, and random cities and like I met crazy different people and it, yeah, it, that was, so some aspects of it, like I preferred tour, I think, but then at the same time, like I was nowhere near family. Yeah, you like, get I had, sick. I, I only had the people that I worked with to be around. Yeah, I remember you ringing me when you were in, I think you were in Hong Kong or something for like six weeks and you're like, yeah. I'm over Hong Kong. Like, yeah. I've seen all I want to see. Yeah. Like, I miss my friends. I miss yeah. my family. It can get lonely. Like, it's, people think, how can you be lonely? You're with a, a cast of other people. Like, you're with all these other people in another country, but you're like, you haven't got the, you haven't necessarily got the ones close to you. Yeah, like, you become friends because you're with each other all the time, but they're still not your friends that, like, unless you're fortunate to be on a job with a yeah. friend or you make yeah. a really good friend on that job, yeah. they're still not your people. You just kind of adapted to yeah. get along because yeah, you're course. already there. Like, you probably wouldn't hang out outside of work. Oh, no, I'm on, I was actually quite fortunate. I made some good friends on, on Wicked, um, and I still see them now. We're still in contact now. Um, and, you know, they've, they've ventured and they've done their other things and stuff. And uh, obviously, when you come back to London, it's difficult because people's time timetables have changed like if yeah. one's in a job and one's doing a, a normal job one's in work whilst one's free and yeah, vice yeah, versa yeah. life um but yeah no i was i was fortunate on tour um there was a good bunch of us and we did a lot of good things together what were some of your favorite things that you did on tour oh there was loads i mean i i <laughs> i visited tropical islands and and when snorkeling and scuba in in like the most clear 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 sea in the in the philippines yeah. um i walked around the outside of a building 88 floors high which is good because you're a pussy and you're madly afraid yeah of heights. That, was, that was a big step for me um that was when i was in hong kong um singapore was just incredible anyway yeah. like i 
I'd put it down as like one of the most perfect places to be. It's too perfect though. It's for too me. perfect. There's yeah. No, I felt like well, like when I went to Singapore, I was only there for three three days. But there's just no character. But like, there is. Well, yeah, you there gotta, is. Yeah. But because I was there a so, bit longer. Everything's so uh, pristine. Yeah, pristine. I felt, well, there's no culture yet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything is so fresh. And it's like when you walk into a newly built, fresh block of apartments. Yeah, yeah. It still smells like, clean in the shopping mall. Everything's like kind of yeah. too perfect. But then I, obviously I was there a little bit longer. I got the chance to venture and I, I went to like little back streets and stuff mm. and, and things like that. And I got out out of town a bit, like out, out of like the, the main centre, yeah. put it. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, if I could live somewhere, I could live there. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I could live in Singapore. It was beautiful. It's so very, that, very humid and yeah, sweaty all the time. It's a bit hot and sweaty for me. But um, no, as far as other things, I mean, China was probably the hardest one that I went to in the sense of like uh, living there for a bit. Because uh, like their food, like I struggled with their food. Yeah. Communication is very difficult because they're, they're almost like reluctant what, what, to speak. What kind of stuff English. were they? Uh, like what was the typical day's food in China? I didn't eat their typical day's food. I tried to stay away from it. I, when I was in China, I actually went a bit vegan. Yeah. Um, I found found vegan or veggie restaurants, and I stayed away from meat because you don't you just don't really know what it is. Yeah. I mean, I had a dish. I went to one restaurant. I had a dish, and it came, and I I put my spoon in this dish, and I pulled up a chicken's foot, and I was like, okay, I don't I don't really want to eat that. Um, I would have devoured that shit. <laughs> uh, we went like, to meat. <laughs> yeah, I think one one of the guys did end up actually eating dog. Like he found out that he he was eating dog on on a menu and uh, yeah, I, 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 I tried I to say yeah, I I didn't I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be in that situation where I was like I don't really like this. And a lot of them they they boil their meat as well. Yeah. So I I just I just didn't really like the taste of their meat. Um, but there was a lot of really good like vegan and vegetarian restaurants around, so I just sort of went a bit off the meat radar. Yeah. Went for the vegan gains. But they're, they're like outside of China, outside of like the cities, like their landscapes and the things you can see are just second to none. Absolutely incredible. Like the Great Wall of China. Like, it's, it's something else. I remember I was speaking to someone before and I remember saying, I want to go to the Great Wall of China and I want to run it. And they just burst out laughing at me. Yeah. And I was like, what? They're like, you wouldn't even run a mile on it. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard terrain. And it's, and it's miles and miles and miles and miles long. Yeah, I only want to do a mile just to say I've done it and they still laughed at me. Yeah, only, like, oh. you could run on it. Yeah. Was, yeah, you could run on it. Quite easy. I mean, it depends which section you go to. Like if if you've been to, if you've been to quite a rural section, then your idea of the Great Wall of China is like, you ain't doing nothing on this other than looking at this. scaling blocks and oh, is like, it like a, falling apart? Yeah, there's big sections of it that are falling apart. I mean, it's it's so big and yeah, it's so hard to maintain. Like the the landscape around it, like parts of it are just, just like built on like the tip of like a mountain edge. You know, like either side of the wall, it's just a sheer drop. Mm. But then other parts of it have been maintained and it's just absolutely incredible. What was it like performing to like the foreign countries? Like, especially ones that don't speak English when you're doing a fully English show. Like you didn't change the language of the show because you were there. Yeah, no, we had it um, on, we had their 
language of the script on screens either side. Ah, okay. And, uh, yeah, China was very different to the rest. Um, like mainland China. Uh, Singapore, Hong Kong and Manila, they were very... They were really engaged, like, they really enjoyed it in the sense of, like, they showed their appreciation throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Um, mainland China, so we went to Shanghai, Beijing and Guangzhou. Um, That's a cool name, Guangzhou. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, they were quite different in the sense of, like, they'll, they'll watch the whole show silently. Yeah. And then at the end, they'll just roar with a cheer. So they really but it's, observe. But it's weird, yeah. Like, um, I mean, some do. A couple of performances, you'll be sat there, there's a guy sat front row with his laptop open doing work and watching the show. Shut up. Yeah, it's, it's funny, or they'll just have a conversation. What the fuck? But um, I don't know if that's part of the fact that they, they don't understand what we're saying as much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very, very can't different. can't even imagine being on stage and someone just whipping out their laptop and yeah. start doing some work. I'd literally be like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out or watch. But, um, I mean, they loved it. Yeah. We always had full houses and, like I said, at the end, they were, they were roaring with a cheer. But it was weird doing, like, three hours of performance. With silent. Silent. You'd finish, like, well, we... We did obviously finish Act One with Defying Gravity, the biggest number in the show, pretty much. And and it would it'd just be silent. They didn't clap after it. No, it would. Well, it'd be like a few, like yeah, but, but normally, just not, yeah. Like for normally, me, that's the like, best part yeah, of the show. Yeah, closing closing Act Act One, you'd be like, okay, they're gonna cheer for oh, this. Look, the bitch is flying. Okay, <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. And then you get to the end of the show, like, oh, you are there. You did enjoy it. Like, yeah. it, it China kind of made you second guess it a little bit. Yeah. You have to believe until in until you sort of understood, oh, they they do it like this, yeah. cool, great. But fans, man, fans love like we get fans beyond fans, gifts. Like they like that's how you know in China. Yeah, in China, well, in in all of the Philippines, Hong Kong, Singapore, yeah. like big fan bases. Like they really, really. <laughs> that's Joey saying. They really loved it. Do you feel like the fans in the UK are different to the fans abroad? No. No? No. Just as wacky and lovely. Yeah, and they're just... Yeah, I mean, I with, with a show like Wicked, I understand it because there's a lot of relation to it um, with, with other people's lives. Like mm-hmm. some, some people who've been bullied, they'll understand the bully side of it. Some people who, I don't know... A different or just just general things like general life things I think Wicked talks about a lot of that yeah and just puts it there like right in front of you and I think that's that's a reason why so many people can connect to that yeah um, and yeah you, you, we had a lot of well Wicked has a massive UK fan base oh there's a massive following we had a massive Asia follow uh, fan base and I think in like, places like Broadway and, and stuff like that like it's, it's just as big I think and it's the same with Bat like there's there's a huge yeah. Bat out of hell following. Um, some partly because they're meatloaf fans, some partly because they're just bat out of hell fans. Yeah. yeah. I think that's dope though. That like the bat out of hell of the show can have its own fans, even if they're not meatloaf fans, they yeah. can just be fans of the show. Yeah. Because the whole show is based on an artist. Yeah. And they spent, previously, they spent a lot of time in Toronto, mm. and you get people flying over from Toronto. Is that where he's from? Uh, I think he's Canadian. What's his name? I'm not sure. 
What's his name? Meatloaf? Yeah. Meatloaf. Yeah, but what's his real name? I actually don't know his real name. Do you know? Yeah. That's awful. You met him last week. I know, and I called him Meatloaf. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> what's up, <that>? Meat? <laughs> yeah. But that's his name, isn't it? Yeah. What was that like, meeting Meatloaf? That was surreal. That was really surreal. I just walked out of stage door and I wasn't, I didn't even know that he was there at first. And he was, yeah. he was having a conversation with uh, our lead guy called Strat. Um, and I sort of was Who, just shout like, out to Strat, you're a fucking gangster. Yeah. I want you on my podcast, motherfucker. All, all three of you, like <laughs> all three guys. Uh, obviously you have the, the, the main guy who plays Strat. The blonde one. Andrew Pollock, yeah. Well, then, I want you because I've seen you and you're sick. You have Simon Gordon and Jordan Gage as well. Like those guys. You know, hats off. They yeah. got some real pipes. They can sing, but um, yeah, I, I sort of walked out of stage door and I was like, just sort of being myself, like getting ready for it because we were having a photo with him. And uh, I just sort of looked. At, I heard a voice that, that wasn't British. Mm. And I sort of just looked up and I was like, oh my god, Meatloaf's right there. Yeah. And um, I grew up with Meatloaf music. Uh, it was sort of it was played in my family as well as like other artists and ABBA. Yeah. So I, I've known of him for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. And um, yeah, but he was great, man. He took the time. He went around each individual person of the cast, shook their hand, asked their name, had a little chat with them, and he watched the show, like did the show of his music to him, and he came backstage afterwards and was like, absolutely loved it. Da 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 da. Um, had a picture with anyone, signed like signed stuff for everyone. Like he was just so giving, you know. Yeah, that's lovely, dope. lovely man. Yeah, he's old though. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I saw the picture. He looked old. Yeah. And I feel like isn't it funny? You you remember people in their prime. Yeah. Like I always think of the Friends cast. Like, yeah. I always think of Joey being young and funny and like. Yeah. Do you know I mean and Chandler like he is, and then you and you see pictures of all the cast now, and you're like, wow fucking time man like yeah age fucks you yeah you know? <laughs> like you forget like i forget that I'm, I'm growing up i think like that again like being on stage doesn't help with that because currently i'm playing an 18 year old in this show yeah so i'm playing down but i just think play down my age for I, 10 years you our know? lifestyle is very young like if you yeah. think all the people that we went to school with or our age a lot of them have families and mortgages and yeah. real lives we still rent rooms in london and yeah. we go and we go and dance every day just like we did when we were 17 yeah. and i'm still like even still at 28 years old i'm still like i want a new hobby yeah yeah like i want to i want to try a new thing yeah same like i want to do a podcast i want to run a dance event you're like i want to buy a camera <laughs> like yeah i'm just gonna drop some money on a camera and learn to be a photographer just like that <laughs> yeah but i think it's because we've got no um no commitments yeah but i like that i like having freedom yeah, no, definitely. Like, obviously, I would, I would love a bit more stability. Like, I would love to have my own base and stuff like that, like my own home and just all of those things. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't need it yet. I think that's the hardest part of being a, a performer, isn't it? Yeah. It's like finding that balance of, like, stability and still doing everything you want. Like, yeah. Dream Boys, for me, is, like, it's stable enough. Yeah. Like, it's, it's year-round. Yeah. So it's great, and I still get enough free time within the week where I can see my family and mm -hmm. do my other things I want to do. But it's not like I don't get that adrenaline rush every night. Yeah. Whereas when I was dancing for different artists and doing different jobs, because it was always different. Yeah. There was always a bit more of an adrenaline rush because everything yeah. was kind of new. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So of it's kind of like finding that middle ground, isn't it? And then like it's fucking so hard for us to get houses and like to get a real life. Yeah. 
then I, I, at the same time, I look at it like, I've got, I've got time. Yeah. Well, like, so much time. I, t- I say to everyone, this is, a, this is my retirement. Yeah. Like everyone busts their ass until they're 60. They leave yeah. school and they work until they're 60. Yeah. So then they can do nothing and do all the things they like after it. I do all the things I like now. Yeah. And when I have to stop doing this, we've got to bust our ass. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but that's why, that's why I like this though. Yeah, no, definitely. Like theatre-wise, like, obviously it's difficult and you know, you, you can have a contract for a whole year and then the next year you can be out of work completely, working a normal job struggling for money, going to auditions and, and living the hustle life. Yeah. But, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's just always different and it's always, it's just exciting and you can just have fun with it and you don't have to care and you don't have to sort of like, you don't have to grow up and think grown up things. Yeah, no, I completely get you. I was on a good trail of thought then, I definitely yeah. lost it. Yeah, but- I, saw, I saw your brain go, <laughs> Sick. Yeah, I can't imagine doing West End. I'd love to do West End. I'd love to try it. It is fun. I think I'd like to be able to wake up in the same bed every day. Yeah, like my house. Yeah, I mean my room and go to work. I've never been able to experience that. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, it's it's like anything though. I'd well, like to, I'd like to wake like up. To, I'd like to wake bed. up in a different city. <laughs> Not in a different all bed. the time. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, you, can do, you, can, you can do that whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, I'd like the other side to be like I, I've never really travelled around the UK. Like obviously you get to travel around the UK a lot. Yeah. There um, are some shitholes in the UK, guys. There are some beautiful places, but some places I'm like, how is this? How does this place even run? Yeah. They've got like eight shops. I always say every place I've been to has got an Iceland, a shoe zone, <laughs> a Poundland. And like a Bernardo's. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Every single one. Yeah. And then everything else, like, you're lucky if you can get a Costa. But I think also, like, you, there's the other side of it. You're, you're not in places for very long. Oh, we're in and out in a yeah. day. Yeah, so you don't get to see other parts of it. No, we're just in the town centre every day. Yeah, like, if you, was, if you went to Cardiff, for instance, you'd literally see the town centre. You'd see the, the town centre. You wouldn't get to go down the bay. No, no, completely. You wouldn't get to, like, do a tour around the castle or go like a little bit further outside of Cardiff and, and see like other places and yeah. see like the beauty of where you are, which I'm sure like there's, there's so many other places like that throughout the UK. That, yeah, it just blows my mind how these yeah. places make money, yeah. like how they how their economy keeps running. Like, yeah. like what, what, what functions there? Like how does the economy yeah. keep living? How do they make their money? It's weird. People live villagey though, don't they? Yeah, I guess things cost less. Yeah. Their outgoings are less, so. Yeah. And you know, you live to your means. Yeah, we're used to London now. Yeah, the worst fucking most expensive like, place ever. <laughs> you can rent a room for 500 quid. I was speaking to my mum the other day about yeah. someone who's just moved out of a house, uh, I don't know, two, three bed, two, three bedroom house, that so she's renting the whole house for 500 quid. Yeah, you're like, what am I, I doing? Like, yeah, why do I do this? Yeah. Like, this is, this is the reason I can't buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you have to live here. London life. Yeah, London life. But hey, hustle. YOLO, innit? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, how did you become a performer? I mean, I know this, but for the people listening, <laughs> it's good for them to hear. You know, all your your super fans. It's actually your fault, wasn't it? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. So, um, prior to starting any of this, I was a shy kid. Like, I didn't really. I wasn't very outgoing. Like, I'd, I'd moved around a lot. I grew up in a, a quite a tough place. 
um, and then obviously moved schools and came to Laned in high school. The best dive on the planet, say <laughs> what? Laned in massive uh, motherfuckers. I met you and then uh, you decided to do a talent show in school. I did. Did a little bit of break dancing with some other kids. Shithead. Carl yeah. Reese. Carl Reese. AKA Shithead. What a nice <laughs> name I give him. You were lovely. I know. And, uh, I remember that. I danced to So Solid Crew 21 Seconds. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I still listen to that song now. That's I love it. Banger. Um, and yeah, and it was just a case of like, let's do it. Let's, as where did you used to do it? Let's go back there. Let's do this every Friday. Because yeah, I'd stopped. Yeah. I'd stopped because I moved to high school and it wasn't cool and I wanted to be a footballer. Yeah. And then you were like, let's do that. And I was like, okay, let's go together. Yeah. Do you remember? And we used to go to a place in Cardiff called Rubicon, which shout out to Rubicon, man, because Rubicon is like the best thing that ever happened to my life. Yeah. Like, I don't say it often. It taught but, us a lot. But I learned like, well, I learned how to fall in love with dance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Before that, it yeah. was just, I wanted to be Justin Timberlake and I used to copy yeah. him and like, I, I couldn't sing, so I used to try and dance like him. But like, Rubicon taught us like, how to love music and it wasn't even dance do you mean we used to run and well, jump over people and run up a wall but it was just it teaches you how to express yourself yeah to, through, through with, dance with music yeah, on. yeah yeah you know what i mean when the music was on yeah it was so dope and tracy brown shout out to you if you listen to this like you're a tough woman sometimes and you give us some shit but god we learned so much from it yeah man but uh yeah and it gave you the freedom of creativity yeah which you don't get a lot of as a as fourteen you, year old boy. Yeah. You don't get that. You but know? even like now, like it, in the career now, like if you if you've got time to go and choreograph and stuff, then yeah, you know, cool, great. But you don't always get that freedom. Whereas Rubicon gave you that, like yeah. it gave you the comfort zone to do whatever. Nothing was wrong. Yeah, and it's Nothing so dope. Never wrong because it's charity driven. Yeah, you know, like we used to pay fifty p for an hour's dance class. Yeah. 50p and they're still going like that's insane i mean i'm sure it's not 50p anymore no but, but still like if 50p a woman called ruth till the duchess the duchess like, that woman put her heart and soul into that building yeah, yeah. to make sure we could all go and do it and like these people made like they kind of path made our path for yeah, us yeah, yeah. and so encouraging yeah and, and i mean as i say for myself like like i say i was i was a shy kid and without rubicon without being given that comfort zone to sort of be creative, yeah. I wouldn't be where I am now. No, do you remember when we auditioned for Fahrenheit? Yeah. Do you remember I, I got the message in maths or my mum sent me the, <laughs> something to do with it or there's a flyer or some shit. And I come up to you in maths and was like, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it, you can, dan <laughs> you can dance for the Red Dragon radio station. Oh, the days. And I remember asking my maths teacher, Miss Morris, if it was a good idea. And she told me to go in the cupboard the maths cupboard in the in the room to ring up and book our place for the audition <laughs> and do you remember we got there and we went to leave because we were the only boys yeah we stood there for like what 10 minutes queuing up and we're like fuck this and as yeah. we went to leave uh we saw Liv shoulder yes she was like boys come in and we're like oh yeah. fuck and we went in and it was <laughs> just right, let's do it. big girls me you and this gay kid called billy david well, david but we call him billy he spins like billy elliot that was hilarious those are the days, man. We used to, yeah, so me and Kyle used to do uh, like all the dance competitions together. 
we did duos all the time. We yeah. won the first ever UDO World Street Dance Championships. Yeah, shout out. 2006. Winners. Say what? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> we get roasted now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they're so dope now, these kids that enter these competitions. Yeah, man. Like, they're on a They're learning. Level. They're that's learning. They're, they're investing in, in themselves. Like, that's great. And then we did a year's training after school in Rubicon. Yeah, we did. So what, what foundational that? course in Rubicon? That was sixteen to seventeen, right? Yes. Yeah, we were sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. We did. What did we do? Ballet. Ballet, contemporary jazz. Um, that was cool though, because we got to like teach disabled people how to dance and like yeah. work with the elderly people. Yeah. Like that was eye opener. Yeah, that was very different. That's something very, very different. Well, I think to they help. They're preparing you to be a teacher if performing doesn't work out. Yeah, you know? but also to help someone who is physically, like has a physical disability or a mental disability to still be able to yeah, yeah. enjoy life and have fun. And like whether, like we had, obviously we had people in there that physically couldn't move, so they'd be wheelchair bound and, you know, we'd, we'd still make them smile. Or like people who, like they could move around and stuff, but obviously, you know, we just still were able to to help them enjoy their time there and, yeah, and to, to let them live yeah. the potential that we get to do as well. Yeah. It's funny, like even in the Dream Boys now, like we get a, a few people a show like in a wheelchair or that have like special needs or something. Yeah. And I always make an effort, like, because obviously we can't get them on stage. Yeah. So whenever I jump off stage, I go over and like pretend to dance on them. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Or I dance with them and like, like oh, Joey's attacking us. Um, and dance with them, you know? And I always yeah. think about that. I'm always like, you know what? Like, they need to enjoy this just as much as anybody else. Yeah, of course. Like, it makes such a difference. That was dope experience for us. Yeah, and I think, like, without that experience then, like, it, a lot of people don't get that, so they they would find it harder to be able to do that. Yeah, and it's made me a better dance teacher. Like, when I yeah. go and teach kids and stuff, like, yeah. it's given me more patience. It's made me learn how to describe things and break things down yeah. in a different way so yeah, yeah. that anyone can understand. Not just yeah, sure. move your right arm on one. Yeah. You know, like, you have to give a, an intention to it, like, pretend to hit a fly. Or, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, be a superhero. Different yeah. things. Then, then what do we do from there? We went fucking, oh, then we went to the hell hole. <laughs> Liberatus in Swindon. Whoa, whoa. The world of upside down dancing. It was just a bizarre two years. And the woman, Void, the woman who taught us was an absolute mental person, but she was fucking incredible. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I learned, like, I learned so much. I learned so much from her. The best yeah. dancer I've ever seen. Yeah. Do you remember that time when she told us both? She was probably, what, in her 40s? And she went to me and you, sit down by there and watch this. Yeah, and she did like that I'm jazz. Move. Did that jazz dance in front of us, and we were both like, "Oh my god, I fancy a forty-five-year-old woman. <laughs> I'm seventeen. Yeah. I've got a semi over this bitch <laughs> in a leotard." But she was hot. She was hot. She was hot for her age, man. And do you remember and just the way she moved her body? You know, the way oh, yeah. she could manipulate her body. It was was a performance. Just, yeah. Do you remember when we did the reformer session with her, and I was super flexible, and she she put her hand on the inside of my groin, and I was like, oh my fucking god! And then she went, she went on the reformer and went, now feel where my feel the inside of my groin working, and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> Seventeen-year-old boys touching up a hot woman, like, oh no! It was the funniest thing. Oh, oh that was good times. Yeah, yeah. Lip was great, man. I. She was a scary bitch. Yeah, she was a scary bitch, but she, 
fuck did she make us work? Yeah, do you remember that time you saboed me? And you left me in bed? Because I overslept. I went working the day before and I was like, I'm tired, bro, I'm not going to come in. And, and she, we lived like, what? I mean, I didn't sabo you, bro. She scared me. We lived like 200. She knew that she knew you were home. We lived like 200 meters from the college. And she was like, Carl went in. She's like, where's Kane? And you were like, uh, I don't know. And she took Carl's keys. She just went, give me your keys. I was like, okay. She came all the way back to the house and all I felt, I was asleep in my bedroom just with a quilt on. Well, I didn't think I had a quilt on, but I had no clothes on. And she just kicked my fucking bedroom door open and went, get your fat fucking ass into college now. <laughs> I was like that. <laughs> Dick out and everything. I shit myself when she took your keys because I knew what was coming. I think I took about three minutes to get back to the college. Yeah. I remember her walking in and her saying, mm. just literally, mm. I was like, oh, fuck. But that's the, like, that was the thing. Like, if she, if she was hard on you, she cared. Yeah. No, 100%. I enough. learned so much from her. Enough. She cared yeah. enough. Just her, her, her teaching skills, like, they weren't, like, her, her I think way... they were old school. Yeah, her way of teaching was to, like, scare you. Yeah. And for me, I, I never used to be like, oh, my God, I'm so scared, I need to work harder. I used yeah. to be like, well, fuck you then, bitch. Yeah. Like, I ain't doing that. Like, I t- yeah, I, I was like that for a while, and I took the I'm going to prove you wrong approach. Yeah, see, I just, I just stopped giving a fuck. Yeah. I feel like that's what really, like, slowed my progression down, like, technically and stuff, because mm. I just lost the love for it. Yeah. But I, I do, know what you mean. But I do remember her saying to me, you're the one in the entire college which shouldn't be a dancer, like physically. Yeah. But you love dancing the most because yeah. I'd always be fucking two-stepping or like yeah. jamming around when everyone's about to do like pirouettes from the corner or tondus. I yeah. mean, I couldn't do the pirouettes or tondus, but I'd be two-stepping before <laughs> I did it. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, everyone else is... See, that's how much I Basics, know. I just said tondus from the corner. No one's ever done no tondus from the corner. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever done tondus from a corner. No. Back ones from a corner. Nice. Oh, shit. Good times. Yeah, man. No, do, you, I... do you remember our first job? Yeah. Fucking... Um... Living in London for a week from a suitcase with nowhere to stay. Yeah. I had Pete on the podcast last week. Yeah, you did. Which was mad. We spoke about that. Our did first you? job. Yeah, yeah. Royal Variety Show, 2008. George Sampson. We went with just a suitcase each and nowhere to save. A massive suitcase. Yeah, why did we take such big cases? Because we, we were in London for a week. I know, but still. They had rehearsal bro. clothes and normal clothes. Oh, yeah, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what we were doing. We stayed at Kai, which was our teacher in Rubicon. We stayed in his house for like a night, yeah. maybe two. And then... We stayed in, on the floor in that... Of that, a college dorm. Yeah, which we in met, the kitchen. Yeah, we met the people on the job. And then we went clubbing with them. We yeah. stayed on the kitchen floor. I remember staying on a bus stop until about 3am at one night. I don't know where we went then. And then one night, my mum got us a hotel room. And we went back to Reading one night. Yeah, we did. But remember the one night our mum got, my mum got yeah. us a hotel room and we promised um, Void Yvonne and our ballet teacher, Lisa, that we'd make it back for our ballet exam. And we full know that we wouldn't. We just promised them. <laughs> <laughs> we just, the only reason that they let us Ooh. do the job, because when you're in college, you're not meant to do jobs. And they said, yeah. as long as you boys get back for your ballet exam yeah. on the whatever, say the Monday, oh, you can do it. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we promise, we promise. We were never getting back. So we stayed in this hotel and to stay sorry, say sorry, we stole the fucking the statue. Yes. They had like a ballet statue. Oh my God. In the hotel and we stole the statue and gave it to them as a sorry present. <laughs> <laughs> that ballet exam. 
that was good times. That was a that was a good exam. Yeah, went really well. Yeah. So you, you had to, in that exam, they just ended up having to exam me and Kyle on our own, and they kind of did it as like we had to do it to pass the course, but it was kind of like punishment for being lying little wankers. And uh, so we're like, do you know what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. Like, do you? He's like, no. He's like, let's just fucking blag it. So they go in and they go, right, now you're going to do, uh, I don't know, Tom do one with a frappe or whatever the fuck we had to do. And plies. And we just do We did not have a clue. We'd do it first facing one way and then we'd repeat it facing the other way. So you do it on both sides. So one time I'd be in front and Kyle would just copy everything I did. And then... Ideally, if you were clever, you'd do the exact same thing on the other side when he turns around. So we'd turn around and I'd start copying Kyle, and Kyle could remember what I'd done. So he'd just make Vice up, versa. So just make up a new version. Yeah. We passed though. Just. Do you remember? They were like, you're the cleverest, like, little shits ever. Because yeah. you managed to do everything right, yeah. but was so wrong. Yeah. Technique was right. Yeah. But movements was. We made up our own yeah, exercises. Yeah, just made up our own exercise. Oh, that was. That was bad. That was fucking hilarious. That was hilarious. But yeah, the, that job, that was crazy. Remember I didn't make it on stage for yeah. the last bit? Yeah, the doors didn't open. <sighs> Horrendous, man. Isn't it mad, right? Like, I didn't appreciate that job. I did, but I appreciate it for different things. In my eyes, I, then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be on TV. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That was the excitement of it. And now as a 28-year-old, I'm like, oh my God, my first job was for Todd Sams. Yeah. Like, do the yeah. dangle. Yeah. Like he choreographed Like he choreographed Usher caught up. Yeah. Like Like he used a G. Like oh my god. But at the time I had no idea who he was. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, we're just gonna go and dance. We're gonna go on TV for this kid who was on Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, it's like the best worst experience ever. Yeah. It's fucking sick though. That was ten years ago. I know. We're old man. Oh, oh. <laughs> ten years in the career though, not bad. Yeah, doing alright. You went to um, Bird after. I did. The yeah. What was that like? Uh, I was expecting to love it, but um, I didn't even audition there. Yeah, I. I don't know. I think I had in my mind that I was going to be a musical theatre performer, mm. but I want. I, I really like more so. I wanted to be more commercial. Mm. But um, I think I was just scared to take the leap. So I stuck with Bird and uh, and I went there and I trained. I did three years there. And i say I hated pretty much every minute of it. I remember you ringing me like, I'm just going to quit. And I was like, you've done a year. Yeah. Like, don't quit now. You should have quit. Yeah. Like I did. I quit Millennium six weeks in or eight weeks in. Yeah. I quit at the right time. You've already put too much time in. Yeah, I think that was the thing. Like. And then the more I spoke to myself about it, I was like, don't quit, just see it through, see it through. And then I always wanted to quit, and then I was like, no, see it through. But, I mean, it was it was good training. I've worked since, you know, it, mm-hmm. it hasn't it hasn't been bad for me in any way, shape, or form. I just didn't, I just didn't really connect with the college, I don't think. Mm. If you could go back, what would you change about it? Would you change you, or would you change where you went? Um... Because I always look back at college like Liberatus and I go, I would change me. Yeah. I would I would have worked way harder and stopped being such an insecure, egotistic little wanker. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd probably change that. I'd change my focus, I think. Mm. Cause I, because I was... I think because 
you were off doing like I started working because I left I dropped out eight weeks yeah. after Millennium and I'm we not, both started yeah. college at the same time and then I was working by the end of that year so you're in your first year and I, I started I just, doing yeah work. I think I just wanted to do that and it just completely like took away my focus and I, I stopped myself enjoying a lot of it yeah so I think I would if I went back I, I'd probably go to the same college because it is a good college mm. um, but I would work a whole lot harder yeah but that's why I'm a one trick pony and you can do loads. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I stopped. I was just like, I only want to do one. I, for me, like, I always, I said it a few times to different people on the podcast, but I still believe it. Like our career is so short. Mm. So everyone's opinion is like different, but lots of people say you need to be able to do everything. And I'm like, but it's so short. I only want to do things I like. Yeah, of course. Like to do everything. That means I have to put time and effort into things I don't <coughs> like. And we're like a car. We've only got so many miles on us. Yeah. And I don't want to waste my miles doing miles that I don't like. Yeah, exactly. That's how I see it. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not saying that's the right way to see anything because that's what, that's what limits me. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't do some other jobs that maybe I would like to do now yeah. as a 28-year-old. But as an 18-year-old, that didn't interest me in the slightest. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? That's why it's limited me. But that's why I've just been able to do a lot of what I'm good at. Yeah. But I think... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I look at my CV. I haven't done. I haven't done loads of jobs. Yeah. But I've done good jobs. Yeah. Which your niche? Yeah. Which falls under. Without doing the things, without doing the training that I did. Yeah. I wouldn't, like, wouldn't have been able to. I do. could do neither of the jobs that you do. Yeah. I mean, you as much I mean? as I hated Bird, it gave me what I needed. Yeah. To go on and and do shows like Wicked and Bat Out of Hell and whoever knows what's next. Yeah. What well, What would you like to do next? Um. Could you see you staying on and doing that again? If I was given the opportunity to stay on, it would depend on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Money-wise, I would want more money. Yeah. But I think that's just like a... I, everyone says that, you know, everyone wants more money. Uh, more money, but more I'd, problems, man. More money, more problems. P. Diddy. <laughs> I'd also want a different track in the show and potentially a cover, you yeah. know, just something... To make it different. Yeah, something to shake it up because doing the same thing, I did. Well, I did that with Wicked. I did the same track for two years, and it got hard, and and like I had nothing else to focus on. Mm. Whereas when I was on tour, I had a, I, I covered box, so I had that to focus on as well. And, and different theatres, and yeah, and like something that kept in new and exciting. Whereas to do the same thing for another year with this, with a hard track, like my my track is quite hard. It's very physically demanding, yeah. vocally demanding. Um, something would have to change. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if I would stay on. It depends. It, it would depend on what's around. Yeah, yeah. Like if the right show was around, then, yeah. What, then yeah. What, what other shows would you consider doing? Like, what would you like to do? Well, I like the vibe of Bat, and it's that Rocky kind of jukebox musical. I, and I auditioned for Rock You. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were Rock You a few years ago. I've only ever auditioned once. Um, obviously that's not in town anymore that's out on tour but I'd love to do that I feel like you'd fit that really well yeah I th- I'd, I'd quite enjoy to do um, Real Rocky that'd be a good show but because you got down for Mamma Mia didn't you you got offered Mamma Mia and Bat at Hell on the same day yeah um, yeah so I turned down Mamma Mia for Bat um, I think Mamma Mia would be cool Mamma Mia would be a just a fun job I don't think it would challenge me much well, I dance-wise it. or um, anything like that, but it would just be a good laugh. And this one was for international tour as well. Yeah. It was going 
similar places I'd already been. They're so. in Canada right now. They opened yesterday in Canada. Yeah. Well, they are. They're doing yeah, yeah. some, some, yeah, some other, other places. places as well. Yeah. But it was mainly Asia-based, right? <clears throat> yeah. I watched um, Mamma Mia in town and I think it's a cool show. But like as a dancer, shit, I think you'd be bored senseless. Yeah. Like, and I think that's, like I said, I think that's easy, where I You'd fall have an easy job. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where I fall first is a dancer. And I think it wouldn't, wouldn't challenge me as much. No. But then you're just being a, a lad. You're essentially a lad on tour. Yeah. If, if you go into other countries like that with a show like that, you are a lad on tour because you just, that's what the show is. It's, it's funny because four of my students are in Mamma Mia. Well, one of them's just left, but I have Matt Pigeon, Sam, Jaden and Adam, who, who Adam's not your Mamma Mia now, but he was, and they were all, now they're all doing the tour. Yeah. And I'm like, these are some of the best students I've ever taught, and they're going and doing the job which requires the least dancing. Like, and I'm so happy, like, yeah. they're straight out of college and their first job is like, some of them was the West End and some of them was a world tour. Yeah. Like, that's phenomenal. Like, I'm so proud of them. Yeah. But the only thing is, I'm like, I, I feel like that's wasted. Like they're such good dancers, and they're not. It doesn't get utilized in that show. But also at the same time, like they. But the bits that they do also learning to do. to do it on stage. Yeah, yeah, completely. And and perform for people and dance whilst singing, whilst acting, whilst moving around a set and mm-hmm. and actually doing a show. Yeah. And also it looks good in their CV. Oh no, I haven't. And then and you know it'll, it'll and they get to travel. Traffic. Yeah, and they you get know. to travel. And you know they and they're, they're all paid. still young and they yeah, it'll it'll yeah. all happen and oh, they'll, they'll so. do other great jobs and they'll be yeah. they'll be fine. I'm over the moon for him. But like Matt is the best tap dancer I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I'm like And one day you'll you'll do a tap show. I know and you know but you know yeah. you just you've got that that you won the best for him yeah, and yeah, I'm like I just someone needs he needs to be utilized. I'm like, they need to change his track in Mamma Mia so he has a tap solo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the beach. Like, <laughs> Tapping on sand. Like, I don't know how it'll work. And Sam's can do more tricks than you can ever imagine. Yeah. He's this little, he's actually kind of, you and him would be really good opposites. Yeah. And you know, you're like, like it, nothing gets utilised. Like, I know it's not their like, fault. Yeah. And it's dope that they've got a job. But I guess uh, Pete said it great on the last podcast. He's like, he sees himself like a pocket knife. That's yeah. got all these different blades yeah. and tools. Like these kids, uh, they they're pocket knives. Yeah, I mean they can do fucking everything. Yeah, I think that's what I'm getting utilized for in bat. Yeah, because I do. I have like I mean not not many, and I'm not. I wouldn't. I'm not a tricker or anything like that Me at either. all. But ten can, years I ago, do, I can do enough. Ten years ago, we were yeah. trickers. Yeah, tricking's changed a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, massively. But I can do enough hmm. in a show to take a little solo section, which is why I've been utilized for within this so the tricks I can do are using the show the dance ability that I can do is using the show the vocal ability I can do is using the show yeah. the acting ability I can do is using and I I'm sometimes like having a show like Mamma Mia where you don't have to stretch yourself out on every angle is a blessing no completely because this is hard yeah but then I wouldn't have it any other way like I do love it yeah that's dope yeah. so before this you were telling me about well you were showing me your new fucking gun my new gun. Yeah. <laughs> My cannon gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel like I want a, a new little something. I want to learn something. I haven't learned something for a while and I haven't invested my focus into something else. So I bought myself a nice little camera. Yeah, I was. I needed to clear that up quickly then. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he hasn't yeah. actually got a gun, he's got a camera. Yeah. 
bought myself the Canon ATD with a, a lovely 50mm lens. I'm going to get some cheeky little shots done, I think. Yeah, so you want to start dabbing into a bit of photography. What would you well, like to shoot? Uh, I don't know yet. Yeah. You know, because there's there's so many different things to shoot. I mean, whilst I was whilst I was travelling around, I shot landscapes and I shot flowers and and water and a boat in the sea or mm. like just just things. You know, I I just take pictures of stuff and I think it would take a while. It's like it's like anything. You know, if you're a singer, you have to sing all different styles before you know what you want to sing. You have to dance all different yeah, styles yeah. before you know what you want to dance. Everything. Yeah, and I think I'm just gonna sort of experiment with the camera for a while. I mean. I would like to I'd like to do like a gritty headshot gritty body shots like that sort of stuff like not so clean cut homemade kind porn of, yeah a bit of homemade porn <laughs> um, you know make some money a few spread eagles if you put them yeah. in there absolutely not a bat wing <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh. like I like taking I just like taking pictures yeah and if I'm if I'm away somewhere and, and there's a like just a, a view that's just beautiful and I can take a picture of it and capture it on a good camera and do that do it justice on a on a photo then yeah I'll do that as well no dope if everyone goes to Carl's Instagram and checks out his photos he's just posted a modelling picture of his dog Joey <laughs> that you've probably heard scratching the floor for the past hour and a bit um he's a model <laughs> well hopefully hopefully Carl's soon to be might have a model dog yeah, I got a, a, a doddle. A doddle, you know. Um, <laughs> or a mod. Yeah, I'll try I'll find the, the name of the, the people now. So we're called. What are they called, son? Oh, you know what? You know when you want to find something, you can't yeah, find it? Find Basically, it. I was uh, I posted a picture of Joey and Gave I got approached. Away from the mic. Yeah, sick. I got approached by someone asking me to send pictures of him because they were interested in him modeling their dog's leads. Or you've got someone who fucking got a dog fetish. He could have a dog fetish. He's a beautiful dog though, isn't he? He is. Well, I only like him because he's like an ugly, beautiful dog. Like he's got that underbite where his tuff comes out at the bottom. And it's the most weirdest thing ever, but it's so cute. To describe him, he's a puggle. So he's half pug, half beagle. So he's like a tall pug with a longer nose. And he's an asshole. And he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but we do love him. But he's two years old and you did the, you rescued him. I have, yeah. He didn't... I don't know if... I can't say for definite, but I don't think he came from a particularly well-treated place. Yeah, he was very on edge, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, he wasn't great with women, a bit scared of women. Um, he's not hugely trained. He's, he knows basics. He's but, a gay uh, dog. Uh, yeah, I think he might be gay. Gay dog uh, doesn't like girls. Yeah, I loves mean, boys. He loves me, so it's fine. Yeah. Oh, he's, I can hear him. Yeah, he's on a little chat. Anyway, bro, what you got up to? What you got for the rest of the day? We, I want us to try and get a gym session in. I got to drive to Brighton tonight for a show. Yeah, let's get the gym in. I don't want to do a show today. Get the gym in. I need to eat. And other than that, I just can I tell you about tonight? my show last night? So it's fucking yeah, hilarious, right? So we had um, a promo team come in. Uh, to shoot a promo video. Oh, yeah. Bearing in mind, we got told about this two days ago. Mm -hmm. So, like, no heads up. So, I didn't get a haircut or anything because I didn't, didn't know. know. Like, so I don't look very fresh yeah. in the promo. Like, 
nice organized typical life yeah um got a fresh haircut this morning though say what look fresh as a mop and i got a camera say what and the sun's out say what you're gonna be a ginger model a jarl um need another coffee yeah um yeah so basically our stage was you know like when you go to a venue and it's like they build the stage uh-huh so it was one of them so we did this fucking promo thing before the show and then they're gonna start shooting that lorry's rude um then they start shooting our show yeah. like whilst we're doing it with the audience mm-hmm. and when i tell you the front of the stage like they're like squares like not even a meter by a meter yeah, yeah. put together they all move in for the whole show so gaps keep appearing so for the whole show we had to keep jumping off stage and like pushing the stage back together yeah, like fixing finding it. bits with the numbers to do yeah. it and that yeah so that's already happened so i'm already like this is a fucking joke yeah like i'm saying like who the what fucking knobhead put this stage together use your brain mm-hmm. like we got to get women up on the stage like what if the heel goes through a gap what if one of them hurts themselves let alone what if we hurt ourselves yeah yeah you know what i mean like so i'm like whoever did this shout out right now you're an absolute tard. You're an asshole. Yeah, you're a tard, mate. Um, so <laughs> You. Uh-huh. You. You. You're an asshole. <laughs> I've fully looked at the mic when I said it as well, like I meant it. <laughs> <laughs> Reading a DAP audio. DAP audio. Um, yeah, so that happened. So every number, like one of us try and fix the stage and shit like that. Yeah. Then the stage was one of those stages that if you get a bit of water on it, it's like you're dead. Oh, Do you know I mean, and obviously yeah. we use water in the whole show because we splash each other and yeah. it gets a bit wet on stage. And you're covered in oil anyway. Yeah, so that. And then, so I did the one number, right? I did my swipes. Got up, went to start doing the choreography and I saw a gap on the front of the stage. Well, I saw the gap before I went to do the swipes. So I was shouting for everyone to move back. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to fall off. Or I'm yeah. going to get. So I was, did them at the back of stage, got up and then Jordan and Schmike were off stage pushing the stage back together. And I was literally like, what the fuck is going on? So I started doing the choreography and I missed out like four counts. I literally well did the whole thing wrong <laughs> and I could hear everyone behind me burst out laughing yeah. like, ah, like all the boys were wetting themselves and I'm like, of course, I've gone wrong. The night we're filming a promo thing <laughs> but we've got those stupid masks on in it so you can't see my face. Yeah. So I didn't really care. Yeah, so no, I, no I was going to notice you. Well, I noticed me. And you know And now everyone, and now everyone knows you. Well, hopefully they're clever and they won't use it but I want that footage. It was hilarious. Yeah. Paulius was like, I've never seen you go wrong so bad. I was like, uh-huh, me neither. <laughs> Mate, I love going wrong in a show. It keeps it exciting. Yeah. I remember many a time being, I remember one time getting knocked completely off my feet in Wicked. Yeah. It's like a some random upside down turn that we do and travel into a big clump centre stage. And one of the guys, Will Bosey, I mean, he's about six foot tall and he's, he was pretty big. Yeah. And uh, I was doing this turn and he came in from nowhere and just like hit me. And I just remember flying like a pencil into the center of this clump. I had no idea where I was and just disappeared into the middle of the clump. And I was oh. absolutely dying. Sabboed. Yeah. Yeah, I had the giggles last night. The whole show beginning to end, I couldn't stop laughing. They were filming it. I just couldn't take it seriously. So it's gonna be the worst promo video of all time. So apologies in advance, Dave. Dave's my boss for those who don't know. Yeah. I laughed my ass off the whole show. I was walking backwards on one number and all I hear is, ah, motherfucker. And I look behind me and I stood on Conrad's hand. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, it's that serious number, you know, where you're meant to look like stern and sexy and keep a straight face and walk forward and take off your jacket. And I'm literally (laughs) creasing. Walking forward, you can see my stomach pulsing where I'm like blowing air out from laughing. My cheeks are on trying not to laugh or burning. 
you know, when your mouth doesn't move, yeah, yeah. Never, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sexy, I swear. Yeah, it's fucking dying. <laughs> so everyone in Bedford last night, apologies, yeah. mate. You didn't get my best show. Oh, well, next time you'll have to go in it and watch a better show. Come Brighton go. tonight, hopefully it'll be better. Yeah. Anyway, Brighton tonight. I'm trying to get Kyle to be a dream boy next year. Fingers crossed. We'll see in it. Yeah. He's sexy enough. Don't want to put it out there, but... No, I'm putting it out there. Go and look at his Instagram. He's sexy. He's got abs. I have to post my Instagram. Abs. Yeah, you will. Your Instagram's Kyle underscore... Anth or Kyle Anth underscore. Kyle, you know You me. don't even know I don't me. even know. I'm not... An, I, I it, use Instagram. I'm not an Instagram whore. It's one of those two. I'm an Instagram whore, but only because I want Kyle to... Kyle Anth. Kyle A-N-T-H. There's no underscore. Nope. There used to be. No, that's on my Twitter. Uh, I was close. Yeah. Twitter. Anthony. Twitter. It's a picture of me holding a phone, taking a picture of myself. Naked. Yeah. Twitter's on his way out. Yeah, I don't use Twitter. But if I said Snapchat... Don't use Snapchat either? Yeah, me either. I haven't got Snapchat. It's just that's what Bailey says at the end of our tour. Oh, right. Yeah, so yeah. I was just taking the piss. Yeah, I stopped using Snapchat. I won't name names, but, you know, just get too much of that same old shit, you know? You get dirty shit on Snapchat, yeah. Oh... You get people like wicked fans sending them no, dressed as no, naked no, monkeys no, no. or flying naked alphabets. No, no, no. Or bats like. Oh, bro! Some of the, you say bat, that some of, the, some of the requests I've had since doing bat would would blow your mind. Tell me something. This is hilarious. I just tell you. So. I just tell you one. Like I've been asked. Well, I've been told in advance that uh, a fan of the show is coming. To watch a show on a certain date, yeah. and uh, they're going to be staying in a hotel. Oh yeah. Bear in mind, like I don't know these people. Travel lodge. Yeah, staying staying in a, a travel lodge probably, or I don't know somewhere like easy hotel. Cheap and cheerful, yeah. But you know, they're going to be staying in the hotel alone. Ooh. Yeah. Mysterious. If if I wanted to know that, you know, yeah. I'll be staying in the hotel alone tonight. If you wanted to know, if you're free. Ooh. So I get offers such as that. Yeah. And I mean, they off the top of my head, I can't remember. I just forget about them, ignore them. Um, but yeah, it's I, just like I've never had that before. I had one yesterday. Can uh, would I like to have a private show? Would I like to do a private show for two thousand dollars? Let me know, mate. And then like a wink and a kiss. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm right. Yeah, what do you want me to do a private show of? Magic trick. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like private show. What do you mean? Get my todger out? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Do a magic trick. I'll try. Sing. If I can get two thousand dollars for singing to you. Oh man, I'd love to get two thousand dollars for singing. I'd love to get a dollar for singing. Can't sing for my life. Someone, yeah, go would, on. someone, give us your best. What song though? Let's do, let's do McFly. Nah, I can't. I'm shy. You can't sing no one, don't you? I'm that's, a pri that's a private song. I'm shy. <laughs> no, man, after a few said, beers. You've got to pull yourself out there, innit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right, so give me a fucking song. I just gave you a song. Fly. How does it start? Walk in the sun. Yeah, I forgot how it starts. I wonder. Oh. I wonder what it's like to be loved by you. Woo! I saw you again. Yeah, that's right. It's not bad. So you put yourself out there. Yeah, I did. Nervous, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hire him now, you know. Hire me now. The, the singing stripper. There you go. Well, I play a fucking fake guitar in my show. It's not a fake guitar. It's a real guitar. It's a real guitar, but I fakely play it. Yeah, but it, you, you can play. You know notes. But I can actually play that song. Yeah. But in the show, when I first started, I couldn't. But my, my guitar now, from dancing and throwing it around, has only got three strings. Great. I've got the string I need. Yeah. But I've only got three strings. 
yeah, everyone laughs at me on that bit. Like I come out and I can see everyone like giggling, thinking like, what's this prick doing? I feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. But now I've got to the point where I'm like, I don't care. And I ask it how everyone Yeah, is. but remember the first, like think back to the first time you stepped out on stage, like I'm going to be a stripper. Well, I never let that enter my mind because I'm not a stripper, but... No, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Not be a stripper then, okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. First time you stepped on, sta- on stage to do that well, I'm type not gonna, of show. I'm not going to lie, bro. That was, I didn't care about that. I lived the show in two days. All I was thinking is, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I mean, I lived yeah. the first show in two days. Yeah. Like, on my own in a studio with no yeah. one around me and no costume. I didn't have a clue what was going on. Yeah. But hey, we're here. We're living life. Living large. Anyway, everyone, this is my best friend in the entire world. Um, this is me. Like, the closest human that is an actual family to me. But I class him as family. If you ever see me post pictures of us, say, we two K's for life, it's because we two Kane and Kyle's for life. He's my number one bro. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our podcast. He'll definitely be on again. You can see that this podcast is probably longer than others because I like just chatting shit to him. And it's easy. Yeah. He's the best person in the world. So uh, go check out his Instagram, which is Kyle Anth. He's got another singing one called Kyle Anth Covers, I think. Ugh. But you'll yeah, find don't that. Don't follow free. that one. No, no, follow that. Don't it. follow that. Yeah, one. we just you just made me sing in front of fucking twelve people that are gonna listen to this. Yeah, no, it's right. Yeah. Anyway, so go check him out. <laughs> He's the number one. Peace, Kyle. Peace. Do you want to say anything? Uh, no, thanks for having me on, you bro. It's been fun. Nice chatting with you. It is. Nice to have a little catch up. Seeing as I ain't seen the guy I live with. Yeah, it's weird. For, isn't it? What weeks and weeks now? Two, three weeks. Yeah. Anyway. Nice to have you back in my life, bro. I love you. Love you, man. Bye. We two Ks. Bye. 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 I wonder what it's like to be loved by you. Do 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 do. Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, leave a five star rating and review on iTunes, and also make sure you're following us on Instagram at the Ins and Outs underscore. Thank you very much and until next time, the ins and outs.